Hi, everybody. Um, welcome back to YSYV. This is our second episode. Thank you to everybody who has listened so far. Um, it has truly been an overwhelming response to the last episode. Um, a lot of great support from everybody, and that truly means a lot to me. And I'm sure to other people that are out there listening that, um, you know, you can overcome certain obstacles and stuff like that that may have been very bad at one point but you can turn it around and make it a positive so i'd like to introduce my first guest ernestine harris who is also my mom mom say hi hello (laughs) um (laughs) and so we're gonna kind of talk about um some things in regards to the very first episode um i guess um mom how was how did you feel about hearing um my story well um i'm happy that you were able to express you know uh what happened um and i was happy to know that you know how you are working to come you know to better yourself and to make the situation better um but I know that um I well put it like this I was not happy to know as being a parent Mm -hmm. that could that would happen you know to your child you know and it's hard because you have to, as a parent, when you hear things like that, you know, not only are you reacting, you know, certain ways, but you also have a way of dealing with it and also trying to find a way to help your child. Mm-hmm. like that you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't expect it to happen but mm-hmm. um it does and just like i said learning you know to um deal with it that's that it, it's a great deal yeah I know, I know that was, I'm sure it was hard for you to listen to just as well as, um, it can be for, you know, me kind of hearing it again. Like I, I recorded it, but I didn't really play it back myself. Cause I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I don't know how I would feel listening to myself but express you, all of that. But you know what though? It also happened to me. Yes. And I know that's what I was going to kind of bring it back to as well. As the age of nine, as the age of nine, I mean, um, I can relate to the part of not, you know, having that support, having to tell. That's first and foremost, you know. But when you when you're telling your parent or someone that's closest to you that you feel you can trust you know where do you go from there how do you get the help that you need to be able to cope with things Mm -hmm. so 
that part, you know, it just brought back, of just like I said, everything that I went through. I, mine started at the age of four, you know, being um, in an abusive family household, uh, sometimes uh, getting the rafts of that abuse, um, watching my mom fight to her way out of you know that situation to make our life you know a better life a healthier life but the truth is that stuff never goes away even though you get older you you try to move on some people move on you know to better themselves some people move on you know and it gets worse but I, for me, with struggling through all of this, it has, it, it's hard mm-hmm. because you have to have the right resources, you know, and if the right resources are not available to you, you know, you're left with having to do the best you can with trying to survive. And through that, for me, um, it held me back you know, from success because it seems like no matter what I did, I never had wished I could have had in growing up. Mm-hmm. And it also for it also encouraged me to continue the cycle of being in abusive relationships. You know, it did, you know, wind up you you you're older, but things happen in different ways but when you sit down and you really analyze it and think about it it's abuse so you You feel like because you weren't necessarily um, able to I guess you didn't have the right resources or the right help at that time or a good circle um, around you that would help you kind of navigate through that those types of trauma that you kind of repeated the cycle not intentionally but it happened right and I look at myself today, I'm still struggling to try to get on track, even though I've been successful in being able to work and make a living for my kids, you know. But on the relationship standpoint, you know, I... It's still difficult. It's, it's still difficult because I'm finding it hard to express, you know, my feelings toward my children, my grandchildren, even a relationship, you know, with a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for me to say I love you, you know. And it, it's like when I say I love you, it's like it's just it's just dry. There's nothing behind it, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and I'm like, okay, is that something that you really, really feel? Um, You find, you know, you just, you find it hard, you know, to trust Mm -hmm. and and believe in what you're doing, even though you're working at it. But it's just for me, I'm finding it hard to trust. And the communication I, aspect of it as well, I'd imagine. That, yes. 
And because I failed, I failed, you know, with, uh, I guess, working on the things that I want to do, well, wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. Even though I still have life in me, I'm still trying. But it seemed like when I go to toward those avenues, it seems like, you know, they're, they're close. Something holding me. you back from yes. accomplishing those things that you still want to accomplish. And I find that fear of, I call it fear of success. Yes. So then question to you would be this. What would you, what advice would you give to someone who went through um, an abusive situation um, like yourself at one point? What advice would you give to a younger version of yourself today or others who may be going through something similar? What is something that you would like them to take away from your experiences? Well, it's kind of different because abuse is a big word. Mm-hmm. It has so many avenues to that. Mm-hmm. You have physical abuse, you have mental abuse, um, you know, and which leads, like I said, to different avenues you you either go to drugs you either go to drinking you even may find yourself on the streets you know prostitution or whatever you know and um i i can say from my experience like i said resources being able to reach out and actually find you know need to you know get you through the situation that you're going in um it's kind of hard though it really is because I've kind of struggled with that I I thank God for counseling it helps mm-hmm. you know but also the family support even mm-hmm. if you if you even if you if you don't have family support if you have a true friend that's willing to listen to you hear you and with that you know maybe you know that friend can help lead you to the right people the right resources mm-hmm. to to help get you through what you're going through um, so you won't, you know, what we call just like they relapse in drug abuse, you also have relapses, you know, dealing you know, the trauma, abuse, the, after the trauma, of it. Yeah, the yeah. after effects, yeah, you know, so you just it's just. And then we can, it's easy for, you know, us to say, oh, stand strong, stand strong. But when you don't know how to, to me, it's the, if you don't know how to, it, it, it kind of defeats the purpose because you, you may stand strong for a moment. And then next thing you know, you relapse, you relapse. And see, that's, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like. I know that um, 
I don't have the most perfect uh, situation or I don't deal the best way when it comes to personal relationships with men. At least I didn't um, mm-hmm. beforehand mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, the communication and how do you tell somebody that you're in a relationship with when you're not trying to be intimate or you're not comfortable being intimate with the person? Hey, the reason why I'm kind of having a moment right now or an episode is because I was, you know, raped or I was assaulted by a previous person I was with, you know, stuff like that. I feel like that that conversation can be difficult, um, especially in my past. I didn't know how to, you know, express that per se with people that I was supposed to be in relationships with or dealing with and sometimes I feel like you get trapped in that cycle where you just kind of do what you feel like you have to do because you're in fear that if you don't do it they're going to take it from you so I think trying to find I think you're right about you know having a circle that will support you and um trying to figure out the best way to deal with those things because if not I feel like that's what happens and it does and believe it or not you know like like it is because my experience when I was married you know my husband would get upset because he was like what's wrong with you you act like you've been raped well I had not in a violent way but it was rape it wasn't to my consent Mm -hmm. okay and he didn't understand that, so he chose to cheat. Mm-hmm. He chose to go find somebody else that would do the things that I wouldn't do inside not of the bedroom. Understanding the not situation. understanding the situation. Now, In- it's different for me now because I have, you know, a boyfriend and our relationship is a lot different. He's more understanding. He mm-hmm. hears me. That's because he's been through things through his life. Mm-hmm. When he talks, I listen. So that's, you know, has it has helped me, you know, the relationship a little bit with him. Um as far as opening up and speaking on things of past tense and stuff that makes you uncomfortable and stuff that makes exactly and stuff that makes me uncomfortable which is definitely important because I feel like if the person (laughs) if you choose to be in relationships after something like this happens if someone doesn't understand necessarily where you're coming from or your version of things like they you know, they never been through it. There, it's going to be difficult for that person to understand what you're going through. So, communication is very important yes. in these situations because it's like this: they're not mind readers, and I get that. But if I'm clearly uncomfortable with something and I'm having a hard time trying to convey something, like you shouldn't force the issue either, because that makes it just as bad as the person, you know just taking it because like it's it's difficult but Mm -hmm. if i'm trying to communicate with a person that's open to communication as well and willing to actually sit down and help kind of help you kind of like figure it out 
Um, yeah, and it's not so much. I think that's important too. I mean, it's not so much. You know, I mean, talking. I mean, to you know, and if there was the intimate moments instead of a sexual encounter, you know, mm-hmm. it's cut. It's cuddling. You know, you're mm-hmm. holding me. You embrace me. You t- you know you 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 making me feel safe. Yes, that's the big thing. I guess when someone makes the other person feel safe, which is and definitely it, important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it is. So, like I said, it's a lot of things that I mean. I even though I don't have too much time to elaborate, even though I need to on it. I mean, it goes. It's just it's just deep. You know, this situation of abuse is deep. I mean, not only do you have physical scars, you have mental scars. But I feel that the on um, the physical physical scars, some some you're able to get rid of. You know, and some of those scars you take to your grave. The mental part it stays with you until you go to your grave. You know, and sometimes you just feel dirty for no reason. Exactly. You or you feel it. like you're never good enough, you know. Yes. Or you have yeah. to go into character and portray that you're somebody that you're not. But that's why this form yeah. is so important because we need women and just even men. There are a lot of men out there who've never had a chance to express something that's happened to them just as traumatic as when we women have been abused or you know sexually assaulted by a man or a woman it could happen to anybody Um, exactly but this platform is so important for that reason alone to provide a safe place for people to be able to safely talk about these things and feel welcome in sharing their story and their side of things because if not we would continue to spread that cycle of making people feel like they don't have that you know yeah but you know what I also through all of this you know I feel that we you know there should be some type of organization that would be able to help people that, you know, you didn't come out right then and say yeah. what was going on. But if it's a year later, it could be six months later, you know, to, to listen and to be able to offer resources to be able to help them versus like, for instance, when I heard your story, like how, you know, you were done in Georgetown. A, bl- a blanket and a, and a teddy bear and send you on your way that didn't help you you know no. you didn't get that satisfaction that you needed they didn't offer any type of services for mental health exactly support. like none of that she just sent me on my way exactly and that's what and I'm talking that about and that happened to me later on in life I was having y'all when it happened to me, I literally shut down. I had to go to the crisis unit, given a whole bunch of pills, and y'all were, suppress the emotion. And y'all were babies at home. Somebody had to look after y'all. I couldn't take that medication, so I had to suffer. I had to suffer with all of that, you know, and psych my own self out and saying okay this this is this is what's happening this is not happening 
it's like reality choosing between reality and non-reality so having to do all of that in order to cope with my current situation which was y'all y'all were the reason to pull me out of that of that situation at that time you know you and Felicia okay I got babies I got to take care of not knowing at the time I was going through all that I was pregnant with you know with Kevin mm-hmm. so I mean it, it, it was a lot you know and uh, but eventually just like I said the outcome for me was I had to really sit down and decide what's good what's bad and if the good outweighs the bad, you know, that's my strength to, or should I say motivation to move mm-hmm. forward. But if you, if it's bad and the bad is outweighing the good, you know, you sitting there figuring out how can I get rid of this bad stuff? You know, what, 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 what steps I got to take to get, to get out of it. And yeah, through that you know that's how I was able to to go and say okay I'm enough is enough do my resource you know my research I'm sorry and find you know file you know go file you know for an find an attorney to start my divorce my divorce uh proceedings I'm sorry and when I did that that was my start from that, it's like, okay, my strength as far as my self-confidence began to come back. Okay, I don't have to deal with this nonsense anymore. I have a choice. I could continue mm-hmm. to deal with it or I can get out of it. Well, I have chosen to get out of it for the health of me and my family, which were you and my, which were me, myself and my kids. Or, you know, I, you know, or continue to deal with it. So that was the, the, the health part and also the safety. Nobody yeah. wants to continue to keep being beat on for no reason. If you want to go out there and do your job, you know, with outside world, you go do that. But I'm not going to be a part of that. And nor are you gonna. And you just basically you, found your voice. Yes, the, finding a voice. They're saying, "Okay, I'm not gonna do this anymore." Those are the options. And the strength, and, and that's important. Yes. Because there are a lot of women that are going through abusive relationships right now, and they, you know, don't know. They know that they should probably get out, or maybe it hasn't hit them just quite yet. But like. There are a lot of women out there that suffer with physical abuse between partners, and it it's traumatizing. That is traumatizing on its own. It is. But it and to have gone through what you went through, not only dealing with sexual abuse as a young child, but to deal with physical abuse as an adult. I'm sure, Mama, that that was a lot. It was. And I know you still have a lot that you probably need to, you know, kind of you know go through but you're on your journey to healing and that's what's important and it's a non-stop 
journey for situations like this you know you're always gonna have some remembrance oh, of it and yes the remembrance is when you sometime run into that person that did this to you <laughs> <laughs> and is you know and also too you know y'all are a part of him you know and some things y'all do oops flare up it's a memory of remembrance of what of what you know with him and yeah it, it, it's it's hard but like I said through that with prayer actually Lord mm-hmm. yes thank you Lord for all of this prayer <laughs> I'm not gonna play yes prayer does help prayer have saved a whole lot of things and people too yes yes <laughs> Well, thank you very much for stepping in today as my special guest on the podcast. Wow. I truly do appreciate your well, time. Well, you're welcome. And we, your words of wisdom. And we'll have to do this again. <laughs> yes. But thank you, everybody, for checking out the second episode of YSYV. Um, and please make sure you're following me on Instagram and Facebook and you can definitely check it out especially the quick links to those platforms on the website at www.graphicdazjuju.com to go ahead and find me (laughs) and you are more than welcome to go ahead and send a message or a DM if you would like to be a guest as well to share your impact and your story Um, and you can also support this lovely program right here on Anchor and we are all over on every podcast platform there is so thank you again and i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend mom you can say bye to everybody bye bye everybody (laughs) i hope i was able to uh maybe out of some of this i'll be able to help somebody but thank you bye bye bye